Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. spared for the most part but it's been building for quite a while but you know what else happens anywhere there's persecution there's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit among the lost they go hand in hand they go hand in hand when the church is persecuted the church grows what that means is more and more people turn to Christ in faith are you facing hard times at the moment where do you go when the going gets hard To others? Or yourself? Or do you try harder? During difficult times, turn to other believers around you who can come alongside you and encourage you. Today, Pastor Robert reminds us of how our reactions should be to hard times. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, Here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 9, as he begins his message, Word of Faith. Last week I gave you guys a homework assignment to read Acts, chapter 9, and Acts, chapter 22, and... 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and all of the book of Galatians. How many of you did that? Come on, be honest. How many of you did it? Not a single one? You have got to be kidding me. Wow. If you did it, the ones who did it said the Lord really blessed it to them. And I know he did because you see... When we saturate our souls with the living word of God, the living word of God changes who we are. So I'm going to give you another shot. This week it's a book of Ephesians. Took me 22 minutes. And that was again listening to this other super slow reader read it to me. So You can do this, trust me, 20, 25 minutes, the book of Ephesians, it'll bless you. See, I firmly believe that Jesus is calling us, calling his church to come closer in 2021. And we do that by saturating our souls with his written word and spending time with him in the living and active Word of God. And when we do that, the result of our growing intimacy with Jesus will be revival. You know, we talk about revival sometimes. I hear it discussed. I remember growing up in the, you know, the little church that I grew up in, they would always, every year, they talk about, you know, we, we're going to have revival. And what they meant by that was we're going to have some special meetings and we're going to, all this week, we're going to be spending more time focusing on and 
diving into the word. And the prayer was that God would show up and revive people's hearts. But see, what we're talking about here, if you will begin to saturate, begin to be deliberate, if you'll take this seriously, God will revive you. Now think about what that means, okay? It's like he's going to bring you back to life spiritually. And that will result in a spiritual awakening in America. Because trust me, when you come alive in the Lord, you're talking about it. You won't be able to shut up. And there will be a greater joy in your life. There will be a renewed determination to make Jesus known in our communities. And I believe that will also mean persecution. It's inevitable. We've been spared for the most part. But it's been building for quite a while. But you know what else happens anywhere there's persecution? There's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit among the lost. They go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. When the church is persecuted, the church grows. What that means is more and more people turn to Christ in faith. Our vision as a church family is to reach the beach with the gospel, the life-changing message of the gospel, and then from the beach to reach the rest of the world. We've been doing that for a long time, but I believe God wants to do something special in the year to come. Acts 9.32, that's where we're picking it up today. Acts 9.32 says, now, it came to pass as Peter went through all parts of the country that he also came down to the saints who dwelt in Lydda. When we go back to Israel, which we do plan to do, a few of you have asked me about that. You know, weren't we planning a trip to Israel? What's the deal with that? Well, it's just we had to put it on hold. But yeah, sometime in the next couple of years, year to 24, you know, 12 to 24 months, we're, we're still planning to go. So when we get there, the first place you'll see is Lydda. Now, if we don't draw your attention to it, you won't know it. But just remember that Lydda is where the Ben-Gurion Airport is today. So when you land, you don't go into the airport and see a sign that says, welcome to Lydda. You see a sign that says, welcome to Israel. But it's a suburb, basically, of Tel Aviv today. I'm not sure it's even still identified as Lydda, but that's where it is. Also, just a footnote here, when the Bible speaks of saints, remember, it's not talking about, you know, like when we refer to saints, we're talking about people who died. They were super spiritual, super believers, whatever, but they're dead now. Well, clearly, that's not what the Bible's talking about here. When the Bible speaks of saints, it's talking about ordinary followers of Jesus, who are actively trusting him and being transformed into his likeness. People like you. People like you. But there was one man among the believers in Lydda who was suffering. The Bible tells us he'd been bedridden for eight years. He'd been paralyzed. And Peter just walked up to him and spoke a word of faith. Verse 33 says, there in Lydda, he found a certain man named Aeneas who had been bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately. So all who dwelt at Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. 
You know, as a young Christian, I was taught that any born-again believer has the delegated authority in Christ to just speak a word of faith over any situation at any time, just like Peter did here. But see, there's a big problem with that idea because it puts the Christian in the driver's seat. In other words, it would mean that I have the authority and the ability to impose my will upon God and to direct the Holy Spirit to fulfill my wishes, basically, to affect my will on the earth. That's basically what some churches teach, that you have the ability and the authority in Christ to speak prophetically at your own discretion. Now, somebody was pointed out to me that, you know, there's this group that they believe in prophecy, they believe in the gift of prophecy, and they believe that the church needs to look to the Lord to speak prophetically through people today. But they pointed out that more than 90% of the prophecies, quote-unquote, that were presented as prophecy to the church concerning 2020 failed. They missed the mark. And I believe this is a big part of the reason because so many think, oh, you can just say it. You know, if there's some, you know, something that you want, to be true for the church or want to be true in our world that you can speak it into being prophetically. They think you have the authority and the ability as a Christian to supersede nature, that you can perform miracles, in other words, at your own discretion. We're not up to that level of responsibility. You know, I've been walking with Jesus for a long time. I am not up to that kind of responsibility. He is not foolish enough to entrust me with omnipotence. And that's really kind of what we're saying. If he has delegated his authority and his power to me, the power of the Holy Spirit, if he has delegated it to me so completely that I can just speak prophetically, I can just tell some guy, get up. I know you've been bedridden for eight years, but stand up. In the name of Jesus, arise and walk. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. The book of Acts is a fascinating look at the church and the first believers and followers of Jesus. It's not the church as you may know it today, the building you're used to attending or the worship service format you're familiar with. But this early body of believers paints a beautiful picture of deep fellowship, connected community, and sustaining faith, values that are still held by Christians today. As you continue to study this book with Pastor Robert, you'll see how hardship tested these men and women and how they trusted the Lord. You'll also discover how God used them and their testimonies to spread the good news to the world. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or would like to explore more of Pastor Robert's messages from Main Thing Radio, visit mainthingradio.com today or download our mobile app to listen anytime, anywhere. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just follow the link you'll find at the website. Again, that's mainthingradio.com. We'd love to hear from you too if you have any questions. Or if you'd like prayer, give us a call at 305-531-2730. 
That's 305-531-2730. We're so glad you joined us today. Our time with you has come to an end, but be sure to tune in next time to keep learning from the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio, 